lot of like rap really um there's a lot of sort of like showing up there's a lot of talking about how much they do um there's a lot of talk about how much how many drugs they do how many women they have that kind of stuff you know what i mean and it made me think because you know some of these people in like now we're at an age where most of the people are similar right similar age yeah. to us um, yeah yeah in in these sort of like things in but drill a lot of them are also i mean yeah sure like drill, okay, yeah. That. but then yeah. also there's like a lot of people that are older and you think is that really is that like what's most important to them right now that's all sort of what got me thinking about it i was like you know is that is that their priority at that age and it just sort of made me i don't know it's a bit strange to me it was like surely you'd have a little bit something a little bit more personal fulfilling towards yeah i don't know maybe i think yeah i think that's a very like a valid question like is their view on those topics so almost like tunnel vision because they've been brought up around those specific topics so they've never actually bothered to explore anything else and so they're just so comfortable within their little bubble that they don't can't bother to like if it's like for example if it's working for them and they you know they've gained success in terms of money why would they change what they're doing and talking about yeah i suppose that um and also well i mean i guess the lifestyle sort of like influences it right is that whole yeah. like rock star lifestyle i say rock star obviously like it's not unique to the genre it's just anyone who sort of gets that mainstream popularity becomes a celebrity, internet or otherwise. You're instantly sort of garnered with loads of attention, um, and you're, you know, obviously there's going to be parties, right? People are going to yeah. invite you. People are one are going to be around you, and that leads to parties eventually, one way or another. And then you end up getting drunk, or you end up taking drugs, you end up like doing all sorts, living the party lifestyle. And this obviously isn't like the only route. Like, it's not like all celebrities do this. I'm just saying that it's sort of like a, from the outside, it seems like something that's really easy to fall into. Uh, obviously, like, you know, other lifestyles are very easy to fall into, like university lifestyle. Mm. That's that's a very, like, party-oriented lifestyle. Yeah, You're... and pretty chilled. What do you mean chilled? In terms of uh, just more laid back. Laid back for what? Laid back in what, though? <laughs> you're like i'm attacking you <laughs> now nah, just like no no, in... no no i'm just i just don't understand what you mean like the university lifestyle is it's just like its own little bubble compared to like the real world like university itself has got its own problems and the rest of the world doesn't matter for example as you know a topical example is covid you know you could say all the university parties have been going on they don't care about the whole world it's just about their little world that's generalization that's no, I agree. It's generalization. That's reflecting badly on the student, but I agree. Some people, I, do, yeah. I'm guilty of it as well. I'm, you know, I'm not saying. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, not all of them like that. There's, yeah, you know, that I think that's that's a problem that stems across multiple demographics, not just students. But the point I was trying to make is that students, they're sort of like you're sort of like tunneled into this lifestyle. It's not like involuntary. I'm not saying like it's involuntary, but I'm saying like it's kind of. Whether you whether you like it or not, it is peer pressured, like it's peer pressure like applied, um, as well as sort of like culturally applied in a way. But there's obviously there's student culture is a thing, 
you know, there's the, the, the done things, the traditions, the events. Like, you know, if you're going to university, you look at all the fresh events. How many of them involve alcohol? Right. How many 99.9%. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just the way of, that's just the way it is. Um, so you're sort of immediately sort of pushed into that direction. So it's kind of hard to you, you sort of just get stuck in this routine, right? And I feel like a lot of people, like these people who are doing who are in who are in uh drill, who are like all these like people who are getting popular on the internet, the young usually younger people who sort of the the party lifestyle is attractive, so they sort of like get dragged into it and then you're caught up in the stream. Um feel like some people don't really get out, they kind of get stuck in it and they don't ever it sort of expand their horizons beyond that. That's just it for them. They're happy staying like that for however long. Because hmm. well, that's the peak. Because a lot of pe- for a lot of people, right? People always say like, oh university is the best time of your lives. They're saying because you know that's sort of like they're saying like you know because of the parties this is the best moment of your life right yeah so i feel like that sort of goes hand in hand with this whole party lifestyle so it's sort of expected that you're going to have this amazing time and then that's because of all the parties because of all the socializing the drinking the drugs and all that stuff yeah in my opinion that's just that's a warped view isn't it if if, if the pinnacle of your life is university that's a bit i don't i don't think i'm not disagreeing like, oh no i'm dis- me, i'm disagreeing wrong, like, am i okay i'm just saying yeah yeah i'm just saying i think it, it links in the reason i'm saying it is because it links in with the the i the sorry the view of the rappers that they have like there's more to life than just the party life like you can be you can have just as much fun partying as you can exploring the world you know what i mean there's you shouldn't oh, limit you shouldn't limit your view and say Oh, these next three years are gonna be the best of my life because then that, that causes a problem later on because you're gonna be like, right, uni's over. I'm not. I'm not at the peak of my life anymore. I'm depressed. Well, yeah. So then it brings us to that first point where where I said like, you know, is living life, drinking, taking drugs, and partying, is that feasible? Like, if you can sustain that lifestyle. So, for example, like, let's say your income is through like a nine to five job, whatever. But on the weekends, you're just partying all the weekend. You still hold up a like a job, but is that like a feasible life? Is that something that you could? No. Is that something that can be held up for years and years, for like decades even? And is that something that's gonna make you happy long term? And it's something that's gonna like keep you healthy long term? Probably not. No. But a lot of people, that's like, that's like a that's the top for a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, because they just don't see the bigger picture. That's just they're just literally sort of sacrificing their long term for their short, like short term pleasures. That's what it is. It's just a short term pleasure when there's more to life than just parties. Yeah. In my eyes, like don't get me wrong, I love parties. Like you know me, I love parties. I love yeah. like yeah. running parties. It's fun. But at the same time, I'd much rather like I'd get just as excited buying a house or like owning a house. I'd be thinking I was sick. I'd have just as much fun going to a new country exploring it you know it's there's so many different things where i have the same amount of happiness attending rather than me like living a life just for a pie every weekend 
Yeah, don't get me wrong, maybe the first two, three times we fun, but after that I'd get really bored and tedious of just doing the same thing. Because I know that there's a limit to what I can experience at a party. Whereas if I go to a new country, there's endless experiences I can I've never experienced before. New cultures, new languages, new yeah. new everything. So I just think it's it, it sort of frustrates me that people have that view. But it's almost like them, in a way, being ignorant. It's like ignorance is bliss, as as they say, and it's kind of yeah. true because that's their own. That's the only perception of the world they have, and so they're obviously happy, you know, chugging along in their little bubble, but not ever opening their mind and, and seeing. Hold on, there's actually another country out there, or you know, another two hundred plus countries. They all speak, you know, different languages. Why am I just chilling in my own one? Sounds like traveling is your biggest priority. Yeah, 100%, bro. Because I think it's just such a good character building experience as well. Yeah, I, I just, agree. I just think with the rappers, you know, saying the party life, you live in the party life for ages, the only reason they do it is because it's what works for them. It's it's like you said, they say it all in their music, or, you know, you know, hooker there, cocaine there. Like, they say all these things because their songs bang. Like, you know, everyone listens to them still. Like, why would they change something that doesn't that does work? Yeah, but then you think about people like. So I heard the story about Drake, right? That he throws these huge parties, right, at his mansion. Oh, it's a huge house, yeah. And so, like, all these people go in, but he's not at the party. He's in the studio. He just ho- he hosts the party, you know. He's got yeah, his yeah, security yeah. there, got all his mates there. But so the legend goes, he sat in the studio making music. So like. And that's a true legend right there. But I mean, you can see, but obviously, you know, I'm not saying Drake doesn't party. You'd assume that he parties. The amount he talks about it in his bloody song. And of course, the guy's seen like, a disgusting amount of success, right? Yeah. So he's going to get a lot out of that. Like, I mean, you think about the amount of events he gets invited to, like, crazy. It's so, yeah, it's I can so imagine. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I feel like as a celebrity having a going to a party is kind of like it's like your own birthday party but like it's whenever you want it yeah because as soon as you turn up you're going to be the center of attention you know what i mean yeah and then you're just having these like like bursts of excitement and bursts of adrenaline and everything you want like all these physical desires are sort of like thrust onto you so easily so yeah I think to a degree it's kind of like it's just like a, a cycle really exactly it, it, i guess we can never really know until we're there in their shoes like what it is what it's like to live in let's say like a a-class celebrity where you just the opportunities for parties are just every day i can imagine or even just at a snap of a finger you can be somewhere where you want to be like the, the yeah. freedom of that and it, it's probably another level but then again, I'd feel like surely you get bored. And I, as you said with the Drake thing, look at that. He's even throwing parties, but he's still working. Is that? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's gonna be anomalies. Like I feel like. Okay. Yeah. 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 I feel. I feel like this generally falls to so the younger, the younger, newer. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk about people who are like literally come from nowhere. So you talk about like SoundCloud rappers, right? So if they grew, if they've grown up poor. And their only outlet was sort of music they put on SoundCloud. And then, you know, randomly, they just hit that lucky number, right? And they're 
suddenly number one on SoundCloud, number one trending. Everyone's sharing their song. It's just that all it takes is that one song, right? So you saw it with people like Juice World. Yeah. It just comes out of nowhere, just becomes a me- just massive celebrity. And then, you know, you're suddenly in this spotlight and you got all of this attention out of nowhere. You've got so much to prove, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think, yeah, if we go back to the Drake example quick, Drake is, what, 30-something, right? Must be like 35, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, so yeah, obviously like he's that. been through his 20s. He's probably done enough partying. He's at the point where, he's probably at the point where I was saying he just, like he's experienced all the parties he wants to. It, obviously he'll attend every now and then, but like his main focus is, is on other priorities rather than party first. Yeah, no, no, I fully agree. Um, There's a good comment in the, ch- in the chat if you want to read it out. Yeah, no, no, it's you from, read it. Uh, it's from Amy. It says, um, uni gives you a few years where you can live a life or live a, I don't know what that word means, hedonistic. It just sort of means in, like indulging in like party lifestyle. All right. Well, kind of. Okay, and free lifestyle. I don't think there's anything wrong with spending a few years like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be fulfilling. Same with a rock style life. Celebrity and fame isn't built to last, so enjoy it while you can. True, but why not sort of go, you know, have these parties throughout all the years? Why do you have to like limit it to these three years? Why can you not sort of work a bit and then reward yourself with parties every now and then? Because then you teach yourself uh, the work and work versus reward pleasure instead of having it given to you every time whenever you want it. You work for something and then you get your reward, which is the party. But it's just like a trend of lifestyles. Yeah, that's if that's you just... think about if you think about like uni as a whole, it's a pretty good opportunity because you're you're you know, you're governing your own time. If you wanna put in an assignment late, no one's gonna like say like there's no one over your shoulder saying no, you you've gotta do it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your response and it's this is this that sort of like middle ground between being a child and being an adult where you've just come out of a place where you need to ask the toilet to go to the teacher uh, fuck <laughs> ask the toilet to go to the teacher <laughs> as you ask do the teacher to go use the toilet yeah and then you're now sort of like living with these strangers or yeah. on your own depends you know you're buying your own food you're you're like you're in control of everything you can do anything you want you know yeah it's a gate, yeah. It's a gateway. Like, yeah, I suppose it's kind of natural to go from that sort of like restriction of like being a child and sort of having people still in control of what you're doing to complete freedom. Yeah, where you're like, okay, no, I'm going to do everything now. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think it's natural. It's kind of like a course into adulthood because it's. I feel like if it was so doctored and regimed during uni that you like weren't allowed to do all those things and there were more restrictions right you'd have people feeling like they've not really explored and they've not really like i mean it sounds cliche but like found themselves because a lot of people do it yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like 100 just like being without the influence of your parent and being in a completely new at new place you allow yourself to sort of thrive because you're not held down by sometimes invisible or like unknown tethers that have kept you in place when you're like living with your parents, living in your in your hometown where you grew up or around some friends. Like I hate to break it to you, but like, you know, some friends aren't good for you. Some people bring you down, that kind of thing. So when you get free of that, 
can actually kind of discover a whole another thing like you can become a whole different person and you end up maturing a lot yeah so i think that that sort of like 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 i said the hedonistic lifestyle is kind of like a a gateway to that you know living to living in in one element to an extreme like that party element living the party element to the extreme you end up sort of like readjusting yourself because if someone came along and was like no you're not allowed to party anymore you can fucking bet that everyone will try and party yeah if you let them sort of run out of this run out of steam they'll realize you know oh i don't want to do this i don't want to hang over every weekend you know i want to go out and do things or see things i want to yeah. try activities pick up mm. a hobby you know it's more complex yeah i think yeah you made a good point it's almost like when you go uni it's like letting yourself off a leash like cause at home whether you like it or not i mean obviously some parents are different but you're restricted in terms of noise in terms of movement like your freedom is restricted at home unless you have you know a huge house and parents are always on holiday or something but the, like you said the uni just gives you that sort of year or two or three years four years to let loose and like you said discover yourself but for me i, I feel like obviously i don't know and i I'm a little bit envious of that aspect of letting yourself go, but I just couldn't. I wouldn't be able to do that, like, personally. I just feel... I'd get this guilty feeling of I should be doing more. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I, I can easily let myself go for, like, a couple of weeks, max. But, like, the whole year, I can't imagine doing... No, I mean, I'm not saying that people don't do work. You know, no, 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 but... Do... Yeah, but first, on, first year... Yeah, but first year yeah, is know, probably minimal... You know, you still have to pass it, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like I, I did, I did a good amount of like partying in first year. Yeah. Um, but I still, you know, I met all the expectations. You know, handed in all the things I was, and I didn't hand things in late. Yeah. You know, and I didn't like, I didn't just scrape by. So it's possible to do both. I, but like, yeah, I, I know what you mean, like especially. When you get to the later points of uni, there's a lot of people, the amount of people who have gone through uni, right, and have graduated and are like out of uni for a couple of years, the amount of them that will come back to you and say, oh, I wish I studied more at uni, that's going to be like quite a high number, I think. 100%. Like a lot of people get caught up, like I said, in that whirlpool of the party lifestyle, and then they sort of lose track of why they're there and what they need, to, what they're doing, and then they're like, and then it's too late. And you end up getting you know, a two-two. I'm not saying a two-two is bad, but like if you're someone who wanted it, who needed a first, right? If you get like a two-two, then you're like, well, now I've just like there's all that money, all that time, and it's not like you can go and reset. But then this almost links in with what we're talking about the rappers, right? So you just get sucked into what's going on in your environment, and so the rappers' environment is obviously, or their lifestyle is so different. It's like an anomaly compared to a normal lifestyle. You know, they're surrounded by parties, surrounded by... It's basically like a uni lifestyle, but I think that next level up. And by that, I mean everything's just a little bit more top tier in terms of, like, drinks, in terms of locations, in terms of people. Everything's just that next level up. And so that's why you said it, it's easy for uni students to do it. So that's probably why rappers get sucked in. You know, they just... They get lost in the world of parties. And don't get me wrong, drugs probably do fuck with your head a little bit. I can't imagine they're, you know, healthy for your mind constantly. No, definitely not. Same with alcohol, um, you know? Yeah. Which brings us on to another point. 
Yeah, here we go. Is depending on alcohol or drugs for happiness. Crutch, or I mean. And when you when you say by means, what do you mean by that? So like, is like, is it just a way to get happy, right? And that's fine. Or is it something that's that you're using to get happiness in like a, it's like kind of like either way you're using it to get happiness but in one way it's like it, it's, it's it's having a negative influence overall and then it's like kind of, of like doesn't matter because you know some people obviously some people are just like happy doing drugs because that's that's just what brings them happiness you know they have nice times with their mates and whatever, yeah and they, they get happiness out of it and it's simple as that whereas i think that some people it's like they take it because because they either need that's the only way they can feel happy or they feel like they need to take it to be happy uh and obviously those are sort of like quite negative red flags perspectives. yeah yeah i guess i i guess i get my opinion on it or my view on it is um <laughs> let's wear it carefully <laughs> alcohol um yeah i just think if ever i'm drinking alcohol i don't i'm not reliant on it i'm not doing it because i'm sad and it makes me happy yes it makes me happy but it's not like i'm already sad and i need it to make me happy it's just to it's like they say it's like the lubricant like to loosen you up a little bit just to like sort of relax your mind let go a little bit you know to lose yeah to lose control as medusa would say yeah <laughs> no i'd say like lose inhibitions like, it's not lose. like lack of control isn't inherently like a pleasant feeling but lack of inhibition is definitely you know especially as a generation that quite familiar with things like depression and anxiety losing your inhibitions is really appealing you know yeah the idea that all you need to do is take a few swigs of this drink and feel like the most confident person on planet earth pretty crazy and it's pretty easy to get really attached to that. Yeah, especially when you're surrounded by it constantly. I can imagine trying to be yeah. in an environment like that and trying to not do it is probably the, the hardest part of self-discipline ever. You know, that yeah, would I mean, be a true thing, test. Like, I came to uni not... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Alcohol ...in my life. Yeah. And then I was like, when, you know, when I went, I was like, all these people were like, oh, you're going to have such a wild time. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't drink. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, you're going to drink. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, nah. I'm like, I don't need it. Trust me. It's fine. And then I go there. And then literally day, like night one, all my housemates, they gather in the kitchen. They're like, right, let's go to this nightclub. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, like, I go to the nightclub sober. And it's one of the like, worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just being a twat. Everyone's yeah, just yeah. messy. Place smells gross, man. Ugh. It's just, it's just <gasps> shit. Like yeah. the whole experience is just bad. So I like go home early, and I'm kind of like, and bear in mind, I hadn't been to a nightclub before either. So that was my first nightclub experience. So I was like, that was not fun. Like everyone was just either aggressive or like really sloppy or like just all over the place, just barging into you. No one has any like idea of personal space or like a self-awareness and i was like this is not the one and then you know next night comes along uh or like a couple nights later because this is still fresh as week you know this is we've got no work to do no nothing peak yeah peak party 
Uh, yeah, massively. So then, obviously, like my housemates are like, "Oh, let's go out again." There's another freshers event, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna join." Like, they're like, "Oh, what, really?" Yeah. So I sit in the kitchen, you know, like I sit with them when they're drinking, we chat, we laugh, and I had a good time. And then off they go, and I like, I just go to my room, man. And it's it's quite a sad looking back, but it's an experience. I just, felt, I just felt like I couldn't really like I enjoyed that time with them, but because the majority of the people want to drink want to get drunk and want to go out and party at clubs and stuff people who don't want to drink are the minority and then you end up feeling like you need that drink to be involved mm. and then i felt i felt like i was the biggest biggest thing was that i felt like i was missing out on bonding with my new flatmates you know i've not even known these people a week and i feel like they knew each other so well because they'd had these experiences together where they've been drunk and having all these like funny moments whilst they're out that kind of thing you know what i mean yeah so i was like oh shit like i'm just completely out of the loop and then a couple of nights later they're drinking again and i'm like okay fuck it i'm just going to try a little like they go out again right and i'm sat at home and i'm like i've, I've never been drunk so i'm like i'm going <laughs> to try it so i just try like a few shots of vodka <laughs> right. and i'm like yeah, and I was just like, I don't know, it was weird. I can't even remember what it felt like now because it feels so like no, it feels like like natural now, which is bad to say, but it does. And then they got home and they're like, "What?" They're like, "Are you drunk?" Like, I'm a little bit tipsy, so I've tried it, and they're like, "What the fuck?" So next night I go out with them and I have an amazing night. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's it. That's all it took. From there, like, you know, drinking every weekend. Yeah sometimes more often you know mostly most most weeks it's like twice a week heavy drink heavy like blackout or not yeah no but like blackout oh, no 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 oh, okay. no but like i wouldn't blackout is like more than heavy drink i'm heavy drinking i'm just talking like you know you get drunk you get hung over okay yeah yeah like a decent hangover so and and i think that just sort of like really rounds off the whole thing quite well because it's like I only drank because I felt like I needed to be part of it. Do you know what I mean? And it was too, it wasn't, I didn't think it would be possible for me to have the right uni experience if I wasn't drinking. That's what led me to drink. So do you think that helped you have a fulfilling time at uni in second first year? Yeah, that's a difficult question because I'm sort of weighing up in one hand the fulfillment of like making really good friends. And having really good experiences uh and you know going to these really like fun events but then also on the other hand i'm thinking you know if i didn't drink what benefits would i have had because i don't know all i can think of is that i might have found I'm, i would have probably been pushed towards another way of like being involved so like maybe i'd have joined you know some societies or clubs of people that weren't so like drinking oriented because obviously like most of the sports societies you go in there your socials you know you're getting fucked up so i probably mm. would have gone into one which was a bit more relaxed but we don't know thing like i don't regret it i don't regret drinking i can tell you that's that. good yeah like i'm i'm happy that the experience i had is the one that i wanted okay yeah so like that's all I can say really, yeah. That's I mean, it sounds like without 
without their drinking experience though, that first drinking experience, you wouldn't even be where you are now though, right? Like you wouldn't have had that. You said the next day you had such an amazing time. Yeah. You wouldn't even experience that and, and it would have, you know, the snowball effect or, or the butterfly effect, sorry, would have carried on. Carried on to what? Well, where you are now. So if you if you, if that moment didn't happen, you you know, right now would be completely different. Maybe you still would have been sober completely, like as in never touch a drink. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, bringing back to the point you said earlier where uni allows people to find themselves and also experience new things. And that was, I think, one of them for you, like, and I'm sure everyone yeah. has these stories. I mean, you know, you know me. Um, you know, like I'm an advocate for like, and I think you're pretty much the same. You know, like try just trying things. You know. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Having different experiences, I fully agree that even the negative experiences are important in life. If you're full of positive experiences, I feel like you just end up not learning much. Yep. The, neg- the negative experiences give you such like a black and white lesson. You know, you take drugs, you feel shit. You're like, okay, that's not my thing. Let's maybe move on to something different. Yeah. Or if you try an activity and you really didn't enjoy it, it's really black and white. You're like, okay, I don't like that activity. Yeah. It's it's really simple, and I think it's just like a really healthy thing to do to experiment with everything. <laughs> How about this one then? What about a hangover? So you experience hangover, you're like, oh, I'm not drinking again. This time next week, you're on the bed. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's not black and white then, Every, is it? Every, everyone's been... No, but that, that's not... That's, that's black, not white, and rainbow, hangover... mate. No, but, but that's not true because the whole experience of a hangover is part of the experience of drinking. That's true. And as yeah, a whole, it's positive. Yeah. But I've, there, there, are, there are few of the many nights that I've had, there are very few which where the hangover... The negativity of the hangover outweighed the positivity of the night that I had. Yeah, I can imagine. Unless you're like vomiting all morning and afternoon. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I, I don't vomit like at all. Yeah. So that's like that's not a problem for me with the hangover. Obviously, I feel rough. Like I feel really nauseous and dizzy and just worn down. Like yeah, I've had some pretty rough hangovers, but most of the time, I'm like, yeah, fair enough. I had a good night. If that's, that's good, if yeah. That's, if that's the cost, I'm not so averse to it. Obviously, I know it's deeper than that because you end up like falling. You, you don't want to fall into like a trend of relying on alcohol for happiness or having mm. a good time. And you don't want to sort of like become an alcoholic. But at the moment, like it's just, it's, it's doable. Like we're young, our bodies, we're healthy, our bodies can cope with it. And as long as you're not like overdoing it and blacking out every night, I don't think it's good, but I don't think it's bad. It's yeah, the hangover is just a small price to pay for a good time the night before. That's all it is. Yeah, it's a little fee. Yeah. It's a little fine. Essentially, yeah. But yeah, linking back to linking back a little bit to the the question of relying on alcohol and drugs is that a crutch or or a means? I yeah, like I'm saying, I think. If you, it's a bit, of, it's a like self accountability or just accountability in general. Sorry, it's you know you have to make sure that you're being accountable for what you're taking. And so by that I mean, if you're, you need to understand if you're happy or not without. And the best way to do that is be sober for a week. And are you happy? Like simple. Like are you waking up happy without drinking? Are you or doing any sort of drug? 
and it, are you do you find yourself sort of craving that sort of drug you know for example for me coffee obviously it's not like a, a legal drug but coffee is a drug and i think i've noticed times where i actually am a little bit addicted to it because i've re- I become reliant on it and it, it does give me a sort of serotonin uh, sorry serotonin boost in the morning because when i wake up i'm like oh you know what i crave a morning coffee and that boosts yeah. my mood instantly so i am guilty of that but for drinks and alcohol i know that I'm going to the night happy, but you know what make me even happier? A little bit of bevs with my friends. Because then you just, like you said, you loosen up, you get to experience more, f- sort of, it just creates a more fun experience for everyone involved. I mean, there's yeah, very rare just, occasions that it doesn't. It just like, it brings down your walls. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got, like, right. And you just, you end up being sort of like more open to things, you know, like it just sort of pushes you out of your comfort zone but without the discomfort because i believe you know going outside your comfort zone in general is a really positive thing but it's not easy it's scary yeah it's scary yeah it's scary and it's you know it's anxiety induced but when you're drunk it seems like you know what i mean it's it just it's just uh it's a blanket it really is but yeah no i think i think it it depends being a crutch or means is really dependent i've fully believe that there are people who are using it as a crutch because there's no other way that they get happiness and that's 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 a bad thing that's that's the danger of it that's the danger of it it's so hard to tell but you know i think there's um there's there's a lot of people just use it as a means you know it's not it's not the uh yeah it's not the only way to be happy but it's just yeah it's like i said just in my opinion links back to accountability like are you actually taking accountability for your actions and noticing that are you happy without alcohol if you're not it's not an issue as long as you you know the first step to to overcoming that is recognizing that you do have an issue and then you can find the appropriate help whether that be friends family or you know professionals in that space and help you get out of that because that's a serious downward spiral of you know financial wise and health wise that alcoholism can ruin your life or even being addicted to drugs yeah so i think a good time to bring in like is it better to be sober yeah i mean do you want, do you want me to start this off in my opinion or do you want to go yeah you can you can stay um i was gonna say you know if someone came up to me and said you know would you stay sober your whole life i i'd say no like, i think in my opinion that's just ridiculous like why would you limit yourself to these experiences that you may be able to have you don't even know what they'll you know they'll be with the with alcohol at night anything can happen like you know if you've been drunk you know sometimes things get wild whether that be with friends randomers like i've had some of the craziest stories when i'm drunk with complete strangers and i would never have had them if i was sober yeah, never no, ever no. ever because i wouldn't even be in that situation even in that club and it's it's what sort of it almost brings those sort of experiences like you're saying before there's negative experiences now i know what to do and what not to do when drunk you you always learn when you're even when you're drunk you're always learning you don't have to be sober to learn you know what i mean so you can still have these negative and positive experience and learn from both of them but majority of the time negative you know i know never to you know mix my drinks a lot otherwise i'll throw up and black out like that's a negative you avoid but going back to the question now I, I, i don't think i think if you stay sober your whole life you're missing out on a huge chunk of, of experiences that that you'd regret if you ever tasted a bit of alcohol. Like if if I got to the age of forty and I started drinking, I'd be 
I'd be very disappointed in myself. I'd have that big feeling of regret because I know that in my younger years, I would missed out on having fun with friends. Um, and just like I said, having these experiences at a younger age that the majority yeah. of people do. And to be honest, are life changing. Like I've My life has changed because of not being sober. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I think labeling it as as complete evil is it's just it's just it's one it's single minded like it's 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 uh it's more like of a scared attitude because obviously things you know things in moderation can be can be beneficial and even just just because things can be dangerous doesn't mean that they inherently are at every unity like you said you know experiencing things is really important i can't imagine like see i say this so there's a few things that i probably that i like in the in in world in the world which are like beyond the line so for example like heroin right yeah the risks outweigh the rewards Mm -hmm. but when i was just gonna say like i don't want to be on my deathbed and be like I didn't try this. I didn't do this. I don't know what it's like to be on this. Because wouldn't that be so sad? Like you, you only got one go at life. Yeah. Are you really gonna like deprive yourself of all these experiences and be sat wondering what it's like on your deathbed, instead of being like, "Fuck, that was awful," but at least it didn't really have an impact. Yeah, I yeah that's and hopefully too- you can say that about things because you don't you don't know like that's part of it but i feel like that sort of feeds into our lifestyle like they're fast die young you know people would rather have like a, an exciting and fulfilling life that finishes earlier than a life where they live longer but don't have such have such interesting like contents within their life I agree, yeah. I'd much rather die at the age, let's just say, like, 60, but I've, I've lived probably, like, more experiences on who's lived 100. You know, if, if we're comparing that, I'd much rather yeah. live a fulfilling life. That's what it is. You know, we're living no, a more agree. fulfilled life because, in my eyes, a fulfilling life is experiencing as much of the world, you know, experience-wise, that you can, whether that be drugs or alcohol, whether that be people. Oh, like, there's so many different umbrellas, sorry, umbrella terms, that you could dive yeah, into no, I agree. and this like drugs and drugs and alcohol is just one of them but i think limiting <laughs> drugs and alcohol almost is like near the top because it opens up a whole other avenue of experiences that you'd never get if you were sober yeah but there are people who you know they don't need that to have those experiences you know there's people who just who sort of like put aside anxieties and that sort of like you know the social norms that are expected of people and they just sort of end up having those crazy experiences because they go out there you know people who just go up to someone random on the street and you know you see those youtube channels where they're like they just go up to someone random on the street do you want to go skydiving yeah yeah i mean like there's always there's always some people i think just like we said like generally people won't make have those crazy experience like take those crazy experiences or like those risks when they are sober so i know what you mean when you say like alcohol is high up on the list no, but it's not as, like... not high up. Uh, sorry, not high up on the list, but high up as in terms of that will allow you to experience even more. Like, 
No, I know it, what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not that I value being, you know, drunk or or high or whatever I want to say. I just think that in itself opens a lot more avenues than a lot of people think. Just think of the amount of times you've had an experience and then ask yourself, were you drunk or high? You know, I think you get a quite a large proportion of of yeses. Like, yeah, I was. Because for some reason, you know, like you said, well, we know why. It opens, it makes you feel a bit more loose, you know, it opens you up. Yeah, I mean... It just puts you in positions you wouldn't get yourself in. Worm. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole whole can. But I think, yeah, you need it. In my eyes, you do need a little bit of it in some stages of your life to living fulfilling life for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> as as uh, I don't know if there is, there's some religions that don't drink alcohol, right? Yeah, there, there, of course. Yes. Um, is Islam and Muslim as well, right? That's the same. Oh God, me outed. But either way, I think. Um. Yeah, I'm not very good at. You know, I I only got to be in religious education, right? Um. But I just think, ah, to me, it'd be crazy not to have have that access to the drink. I just, I just think it'd be such a limiting factor to my life, and I'd, I, like I said, I would regret if I woke up one day at like forty, fifty, and I said, "Oh, I'm going to start drinking," but it's already too late. Islam and Buddhism, Jacktal. Buddhism. Yeah. Wow. And I think you know, obviously, like, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like ceremonies that require alcohol. You know, like communion. Well, religious ceremonies. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's a lot of wine. Well, weddings um, are meant to be Christian, right? I mean, yeah. Depend. I guess it depends what wedding, but you know, at, at weddings they have drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think like in Passover, so in Judaism, in Passover it says they drink cups of wine. Um, so yeah, I think that. That's more like um cultural, like religious, religious thing. Like they're obviously not taking the alcohol because of the like the lack of inhibition that it gives you. It's just more of a paying respect to tradition. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. Part of the religion. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think generally religion doesn't see too favorably upon like binge drinking. I don't. Doesn't see. Yeah, I'll, I won't give my views on that. Um, I just want to go back quickly to Amy's point because she, I keep reading it. It says, same with Rockstar Life, Celebrity and Fame. It isn't built to last. So enjoy it while you can. I thought that point just sticks with me because I agree, you know, uni doesn't last. Make the most of it, of course. But why does uni have to be the time where you have to stop, you know, having parties and stuff? Doesn't, doesn't she just mean like, you know, you can't sustain an out, a lifestyle where you drink and take drugs constantly because your body just gives up well because she and says you, even after uni if you do that then she's saying like you know it's not built to last celebrity, celebrity fame and rock star life isn't built to last so I guess she, does, does she mean like you won't be you know a celebrity you won't be famous forever and so make yeah, the most of it so. yeah yeah I guess yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah. What what was the um <clears throat> the final point that we wrote down as well? Um 
there was a there was a couple like is money the the, is, the yeah is money all there is to success yeah which kind of ties in with the other one which is how to yeah so if we okay if we go back to the sort of the umbrella term of i was saying you know a fulfilling life you need to be a little bit a little bit drunk a little bit high sometimes right just to live that extra bit of fulfillingness for me then money comes into this right do you need money to have a fulfilling life and my answer is yes as well because money money is the tool to allow you to experience things that others may not i'm not saying you have to have when i say money i don't mean like millions i'm just talking about uh an expendable income where you can you know spend some let's quote unquote fun money on new things whether that be like let's do skydiving for example or you know even traveling simple one like traveling things like that where you need money to actually go out and experience that i think yeah you do you do need money and so yeah without money there how are you gonna but, you know you know there's people that don't like i said to you when we first talked about this there's people who will buy just a massive buy a camper van um and they'll just go drive it about obviously you need like a little bit of money but they live within their means you know they don't live uh extravagantly they need you know like a small amount of money to survive and they live mostly through the experiences that they get right so they they get their happiness and their fulfillment through the experiences that they they have whilst living the lifestyle they have and it's not yeah. to do with it's not to do with having like a nice house or a nice car or having it's nothing to do with material it's just to do with experience like we said like experience is so important and you know these are the kind of people who take it to another level where they're like willing to give up a lot to get those experiences and to and they're willing to change their way of life quite heavily to have that experience yeah i i don't want to say i should know they they are people like that are outliers i mean if you look at the 70s and 80s people like that were classed as hippies right that was like the whole people that yeah. were living not off the fat of the land but off of just the non-linear lifestyle let's say of um living buying a house just like a, just just yeah re- living traditional yeah just not, not traditional, traditional like mobile living right like they're living on the go like moving around and just chilling sure. in a way yeah. right living below their means whatever i don't think if we if we account it to the an average of the world i don't think there's enough people that live like that to account it into this equation if you know I'm not trying to like cut them out obviously but i just think there's the that means if we're talking about them then we can talk about the insanely one percent which we never see never hear about but you know do whatever they want every single day um no, and not have a worry one percent that's like I think you mean like a little bit higher, maybe like a zero point one percent. Nah, 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 one percent. Like millionaires, like millionaires do what they want. I'm sure that the one percent is actually quite like a large amount of people. No, I say the one percent of what, like seven, nearly eight billion. That's like eight. Come on, eight, eight million, right? Eight million people. Eighty, eight hundred. No, eighty million. Yeah. Jesus, that's a lot of people. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's too much. But either way, someone—I don't think there's eighty million millionaires. 
But my point yeah, is, I, I know what you mean though. Like the the, the, the highest earners, like the most, like the multimillionaires who don't have to worry about yeah. if they, you know, if they spill that or if they break. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm just thinking about the average, let's just say an average person, right? Not like an outlier as such. An average person that lives in a home that goes to a job, blah blah. blah the way they can get a fulfilling life, in my opinion, is is through money as well. So you have the avenue of getting a bit high, a bit drunk sometimes. Yep, that's agreed. But you also need money to experience, you know, you need money to experience getting high and drunk because how are you going to pay for it? But also you need money to go places. You need to get money to take an airplane somewhere, a boat. Yeah, but we're not talking, like, when we say money, I'm not talking like, you know, your average household income. I'm not talking like 26 grand a year, right? Right. I'm talking like, when we say money, I mean like, you know, I mean like money. What, like million? Like like seven money. figures, eight figures? Like, obviously, you need money. Everyone needs money to survive unless you're purely living like a nomad lifestyle, right? And you're living literally as a hunter-gatherer. Right? <laughs> yeah. Which is, which some people do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that. yeah. There's, that's their thing. Yeah, and they that's do what they want. That. Yeah. Obviously, like you said, you know, the majority of people, they do, they live within the system. They pay taxes. But when I say like money, I think we're talking about like a large amount of money. Like, like we're talking about, like what you said, you know, a million a year. Not, not worried about, not worried about like um, all these little things. Okay. You know, a couple of houses, maybe. Whereas, sort of, you know, there's that kind of thing where you can, if you want something, you can buy it. Do you know what I mean? Where... It's you can get about snap the thing. All the material goods. Yeah. Yeah. Just like um I'm gonna buy a car today. Done. Yeah, because I think the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of people think that that's the epitome of it, right? That's 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 once you've got your millions, that's life done, right? You can have whatever you want. Right. And again, okay, it brings yeah. back that whole lifestyle, like the rock star celebrity lifestyle. The amount of them which, you know. They get the first paycheck, and what they just buy like a Lamborghini. Like these people aren't thinking straight, and these people are like their vision is sort of clouded by it. You know, they're yeah. clouded by the success and the glory and the fame and all the flattery, and instantly they're sort of like, "Shit, I want to look cool. I want to have like, I, I want to have a Lamborghini. I want to have a Rolls Royce. I want to have a, a house with a pool." Whereas you know that's not like a realistic way to live is it nah no i agree and yeah. i think that as soon as you end up like relying too much on money you end up losing uh va- losing your losing personal value in the things you buy so yep. instead of being able to appreciate you know uh for example like having a takeaway right yeah so you know that's nothing to you because you eat out at the the highest quality Michelin star restaurant Novi- every Novi-Cob. night. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you eat out at the nicest places every night, so it doesn't really matter to you. And then I think you, you it's your like uh your bar for your expectations just comes higher and higher until you're suddenly sort of like not really content. Like the person who gets everything is happy with nothing, right? But the person who gets nothing is happy with anything. Whoa, that's deep. I like that. That's true, though. Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah, that. I, that I like that. that. <laughs> Whoa. That's good. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that, really that true. Like, that seems like a, like a uh, that's probably like a Buddhist quote, to be honest. That's that's, that's really true, though. But you know what I mean? Like your appreciation for things 
is uh, respective of your situation. So if you are, if you have so much money, you're not going to care. And I only, and I just that doesn't to me that doesn't seem like a fulfilling or successful life, because I feel like the the most important thing with success is is happiness. It has to be right. Hundred percent. Happiness. 100%. Happiness is the one like the one major happiness slash love because they sort of go hand in hand. Like love brings you happiness, right? Yep. So a lot of people live life for love. Um, but indirectly, it's because it brings you happiness, right? So I think ultimately you can say that you live life for happiness because you want to feel happy. Yeah? Yeah. And money isn't the way. You know, all these material goods. It's like I said, it's it's the same idea as TikTok, right? So you're scrolling through and you see something funny and you get the serotonin. And then you see something funny, you get the serotonin. You do this after weeks and weeks. And suddenly you're not getting the serotonin anymore, or you need to scroll for longer to find something that gives you the serotonin. And then your attention spans dropped out the fucking floor. You don't sort of, you can't really focus on anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing. Like, if you keep buying all these things, the next Ferrari you buy, it'll probably give you happiness for like five seconds. Fantabulous. And this is a concept I think a lot of people get familiar with quite early on. Like, you know, as a kid, you're, you're like, usually restricted as to what you can indulge in right yeah so your your parents might say like oh look, i'm gonna buy you this toy or whatever or if you get like um you get like an allowance so you get like i don't know how much you got i remember uh, well, i think you got like it was. 20 quid something like that. I, I remember no i'm talking like quite young like so like when i was eight i think i got like i don't know maybe one one or two pound a week, one pound a week or something like that. Yeah, that's not bad. When I was like, when I was like eight or something. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know, you save it up, but but then, as soon as you started getting more money, that I that sort of like feeling to indulge and buy lots of things at once sort of takes over you, right? Yeah. And then you, and then you get that you get the that's the that was so for me. I think it was I don't know what I was doing, but I think I bought like I had a few things I wanted to buy. And I had the money to buy them at once. I think I was an like early teenager, maybe like 13, 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bought it. And then the happiness I got from buying all those things at once, like I had that sort of like click, right? Yeah. Where you're like, awesome. But my appreciation for them was so short-winded. It declines, right? Like you, yeah, it does. You, you get The whole point is your dopamine or your, everyone will say, I think, yeah, it's your dopamine or your serotonin, one of the two. You know, it it's the, it's the idea. It's the suspense of getting it, and then once you get it, it plateaus and then goes down. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just said, yeah. I mean, it's like I say, if you if you just keep getting supercars, or if you keep getting watches, you just end up having no appreciation for it, and there's no value in it. And you, if if you go to a guy that has like one watch, right, you probably value that watch more than some billionaire values his whole collection because 100 yeah maybe it's like you know because it's got it's because it's got value to him because it's his one watch if he loses that watch he hasn't got a watch for the billionaire even if he has some crazy million pound limited edition watch if he loses it so what then maybe there's someone he could probably pay like a couple couple more million to buy another version of but he's also got another 50 watches 
so it doesn't matter. So I just think it's all relative. It is, yeah. Think the mon- and I just think the money is not the key. It's it's like we said, it's 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 a crutch. It 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 should be a means, but it's a crutch for a lot of people. Yeah, because you you're saying people think that think that when they have a lot of money, it will solve all their problems. Like the famous saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which like, in matter of fact all the problems are actually inside you not outside of you it's all in your yeah, head and also that like a lot of people think that they need the money to buy happiness like, yeah no you, you you need it indirectly so you might need money to buy you a plane ticket for a new experience so we said so yeah a plane ticket to a new country but you don't need money to make you don't need just pure money to make you happy i don't know how to describe it's tricky you know what i mean no, I said this, you, we talked about this before. I said, you asked me, am, am I happy? I was like, I have a base level of happiness. Everyone should have a base level of happiness and everything else should be a bonus to that happiness. So that plane ticket just adds on to my happiness. It's not like the sole pers- the reason why I'm happy. I'm happy in myself because I'm happy about me and what I've achieved and what I'm doing and just living. I'm happy to be alive because I have yeah. that mindset. So anything I do on top of that is a bonus because I'm alive. Some people can't even walk. Like some people can't even speak. You're I mean, able that, to. Yeah, that, that's just talking to like that's just that's kind of the whole thing. But that's that's, that's like sort. Of, yeah, but that's how you gain privilege. that sort of base level happiness. You just think, if you actually deep it down and think, why you should be happy, you have a roof over your head. You you like you have the basic needs of everything. Everything else should just be a bonus. The money shouldn't be. Yeah. Obviously, the money can get you the wants and needs, but. It's not gonna, like you said, it's not gonna make you happy. Like me buying a Lambo, awesome, you know. But for me, the process of me going to buy the Lambo and getting to that point is that is the journey, and that will make me happy. Like the journey to getting there would be the main sort of peak of happiness. And once I get I it, it, it's over. Yeah, no, I think it's just the abuse. I think it's the abuse of money which is the problem. It's the same as anything. Like too much of anything is a bad, is a bad thing. Like you just need to be able to moderate yourself, you know. Like, cause it's like we said, you need money. We, I agree, we need money, cause you need money to buy that camper van that you want to go. Go to tra- go traveling. You need money to buy food to live, unless, like you said, you know, you go into like, literally full on survival mode. You're hunter gatherer. You're doing it all yourself. Yeah. Very rare. But very rare. When when you have too much of it, or if you don't moderate yourself, it's just gonna come back to bite you in the ass. And it's not going to make you happy. So you just sort of, it is like you say, it's, it, it, fundamentally it's a mindset. You've got, you've got 100%. to try and yourself. You've got to try and like teach yourself to appreciate what you have and appreciate what you are able to get. So there's, I'm not saying there's something inherently wrong with buying a Lamborghini, but if you want to buy a Lamborghini, you know, really take a step back and think, fuck, you know, I'm lucky I can get a Lamborghini. Take, look after that Lamborghini and don't just buy another one. Yeah. Don't just like do stupid shit and don't just suddenly think, oh, you know, I'm the king of the world. It, I, I think it just gets into too many people's heads. It, money is really poisonous. Yeah. It's really toxic. It, it is a mindset thing. Like you said, you gave the example of, you know, the, the billionaire example where their view or their mindset on materialistic items is so much different to people, of you know, everyday people because yeah. because of... The, the money they have yeah because because their mindset and because of their yeah yeah the money's the, the money's toxic yeah the toxicity of the money has altered their mindset basically and that's what you see like i mean not to get like political or anything but i will get political but 
that's why you see these top 0.1 percenters people like jeff bezos you know how do you have so much money and yet still strive to avoid like corporation tax stuff like that why do you think that's, that's just, just it's not like, just it's just need, the business world isn't it money exactly that's what i mean like you don't need that but he doesn't need that money it's but just like seen like it, the, the the crazy amount of money he has is i know it's 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 you don't need that much money you don't you really it's, don't it's it's not even it's not even like greed or like malcontent at that point it's not even a mindset problem it's it's a deep-seated characteristic problem like he's not a guy who's got a bad mindset and too much money he's a bad person yeah because because it's fundamentally true and there's no point arguing with it like the capitalistic system is flawed because it allows people to hoard money right yep and you look at all the injustice in the world and all of the people who are struggling you can't ever say like oh it's you know if he finds the loophole fair play to him like no man no plug the loophole get the money <laughs> distribute the money to the people that fucking need it yeah like these people you know the the people the the innocent people that are getting killed in the, i mean it's it sounds so dumb man but like obviously like you've got to talk about current affairs so stuff like palestine you know yeah so the, these these families that are getting that killed as sort of like in the crossfire yeah of war conflicts like where's you know that money could could be used to help them so it's just crazy it's just crazy to me that these those people exist you know with such huge amounts of money and that's a whole another topic in itself there's so many different topics like we said that we can yeah it's ridiculous billionaires billionaires, billionaires. Yeah. just the title is billionaires oh that's a tricky one though yeah um we got a question do you guys think you can read out you read out discontent is a good thing and discontent definition if, that, if by that you mean like unhappy yeah a lack of satisfaction with one's possessions status or situation no so i don't think being no Lack. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I was gonna say being. I think it's never I think satisfied. It's good to be aware. I think it's good to be aware oh, of your position. He's saying let, never satisfied. Oh Ooh. right, okay, okay. Um, no, no. Well, you think it's? I, I, I think it's a bad thing. That's you what we're talking about. You know, you have to, to to live within your means and to be appreciative of what you of what you have. Like we said, because like, you don't need the millions to be happy. Yeah. Like. The lack of satisfaction is only going to drive you to be greedier. That's what I think. I think, like, I think it's good to have drive. I think it's a really valuable skill, like, especially someone who wants. So, if, for example, if you want to be like an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. You need drive, and you need that sort of like ambition. Yeah. But to never be satisfied is like almost like naive. Yeah. It's almost like it's, it's dangerous. That you can you can get to the very very top, like. Thinking that you can be like number one is just naive, and frankly, it's sort of like a means to an end. You're never going to get there, and all you're yeah. going to do is find failure. It's like the idea. So, if we relate it to something that's familiar to you, Ben, it's like trading stock. Yeah. And investing in a business and seeing it go up and up and up. Yeah. And then never, ever, ever taking out because you're just thinking, oh, it's just going to. It's going to keep going up. Yeah, greed. Yeah. But eventually, it crashes. You yeah. Know? today <laughs> you, you got too greedy yeah. you got too greedy and yeah, yeah you're gonna get you'll, you'll have to deal with the repercussion so but let yeah, me that's my opinion you what if i it. flip it on you so i've experienced this both ways the example you just gave but also if you're competing in any sort of sport or whether it's esports as well 
you need that mindset, right? Because if you get satisfied where you are, let's say you're top 16, or let's say you're, to make it easier for people, let's say you're playing, you know, amateur level or, you know, semi-professional. If you're satisfied with that, you're never going to be become a professional because you don't, you're, you you're satisfied with being where you are. You have to have, I, I completely agree with you, in life, you have to become satisfied with, certain things but for this example if you want to be a competitor you have to not be satisfied with where you are because you're always trying to improve and be better than you were yesterday okay l let me phrase it this way i think wanting to strive for more is a positive thing but being satisfied with where you are along the way is necessary because you're constantly striving for more and have no satisfaction you're not going to be happy like okay you say like you're just going to enjoy striving for more but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't understand how people could, you know, enjoy that on its own. Do you know what I mean? Like in, in independently. Yeah. If you're sort of like, I don't know, like if you're not appreciating what you have, how, how I just, I feel like there's something missing. You'll never get where you want. You can enjoy the process. You'll never get where you want, but you enjoy the journey. Yes. We were talking about that earlier, like saying, I enjoy the journey of getting here. But at a certain point, I'm going to be, you know, satisfied and very humble of where I am, like, and understand. Like, I'm very, I'm not satisfied now, um, but I feel like it's a bit of a like it's kind of like um, oh man, I forgot the word. But it's like it's a it's it's countering its own argument. So like, you know, if you're if you're if you're happy with the journey, right? If you're happy with just the process of striving for more. But you're not content with where you are surely they cancel each other like... out yeah yeah surely it's a it's a tricky one to answer isn't it because yeah. like you said you just it sort of contradicts itself is that the word that you're looking mm -hmm. for yeah it's contradiction i mean i was thinking about it. yeah that's a good yeah and i think linking on from that you know definitions of success right in terms of life like if so we I'm, I'm pretty sure we did a talk we already did a sort of podcast on the definition of success i think I'm pretty sure we did um well, yeah we don't need to go too like too heavy on it but yeah first. if we link it back to money and and the drugs and a fulfilling life you know is his sec is success needed for a fulfilling life to me yes because success is happiness to, for me having a successful life is basically the same thing as fulfilling like having a successful life means i'm happy and it is being filled with experiences, which links in with fulfillment. Like my life is being filled with memories, with experiences, with friendships, relationships. And yeah, yeah and you know, money comes into it as well. But it's not not the sole factor of why I'm living. I'm living for these experiences and memories. Because you only as cringe as it is, you only live once. Like you really need to try and experience as much as you can in within your mind and within your body. My biggest fear is being content, like happy where I am. How I don't understand how your fear is being happy though. I think he means like, like... I don't. I think, but surely that I think that's just like uh, maybe. I mean, it just sounds like you're not truly happy, because you know, happy. You're not. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's scared of happy. It's a compare. I think it's a competitor thing. It's like you you get scared of being content of where you are. 
like in terms of in terms of your skill but then it, i guess it sort of leaks into your in your into your life as well do you not do you not see you can now i disagree you can be happy but not content yeah content isn't being actually can you wait because i thought content is if you're content with your life you're happy with it so if you're not content you're not happy with it right yeah, I mean, it depends what you define as the, like, what would you describe as content? And completely up to that. So content is a state of peaceful happiness. So yeah, wouldn't that contradict again? So you can't, you can't be happy if you're not content, because content is just peaceful happiness. It's basically using the same word, but. Well, different word for the same meaning, if that makes sense. So if I'm content and if I'm happy, they both sort of mean the same thing. No? I thought so, but yeah, I don't know. But I get... I can see I can see where Jack's coming from a little I, bit. Yeah, no, I, I see as well. Like, But like I said, I think it links to the competitor mindset. You can't be content the way you are, skill-wise. But why can't, can't I not content? You, 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 I think you're just saying, but be happy that I'm not. Why can't I be not? Why can't I not be content? But be... Why can't I, can I? Why can I not not be? Does that not, no? I'm being confused I mean, as though. It's just. I think it's just confusing because they're pretty much like synonyms. The, yeah, like the, content and happy. Yeah, yeah. Much. Like there's very much very little wiggle room in terms of the definition. If you think I don't know, maybe he's just thinking about something else. But yeah, if we if we link it back to the whole big umbrella again of how do you define, like how do you define as a fulfilling fulfilling life? If we if we if I ask you that question, what would your answer be? If I had to like sum it up really succinctly, I'd say no regret. No regret. Like dying with no regret. Yeah, I think dying with regret is probably one of the worst. Like that scares me. And uh, okay, that's the only thing that that's why like one of the only things that makes me like, like really push okay. myself out. My and then I've got some subset subsequent questions on, on from that. Right? Do you think alcohol slash drugs helps you not die of regret? Yeah. Yeah. Or it might not necessarily help, but I think it's sometimes it's a necessary byproduct. Well, yeah, that's just the thing. It helps, yeah. No, it's not. Like sometimes it doesn't help, but it's something that needs to happen for for the for the happiness for like for the regret to not exist. Okay, but then what like, about? Well, sorry, Karen. No, no. I was going to say, you know, do you think money, you need money? You need money. But do you need I money? Think, to... I think I need money. I think I need money. But I don't need, I don't need extortionate amounts of money. Like I could, I could be happy with like, I don't know, maybe like a slightly, because the average wage is like what now? Like 20, 
Is it? I don't know if it's... Well, in the UK? Yeah. No idea. Oh, sorry. Sorry, let me just read this out. Where Average you look. UK wage for a full-time role was 36 grand. Part-time was 12. Nah, there's no way it's 36. There's no way it's that high. It's quite high. It's, it's under 30. It's under 30. It's like Well, I mean, 26. it's going to be an average of the two. No way. Um, average income. Yeah. Um, he said, like you're happy and enjoy not being where you are at that point, but you enjoy always trying to better yourself. Like you're happy and enjoy not being where you are at that point. And you enjoy always trying to better yourself. Why am I struggling to? Am I having like a sort of brain cloud? I mean, I'm I'm kind of struggling. Like you're happy, and enjoy not being where you are at that point. I understand always enjoying, like enjoy always trying to better yourself. Like that's pretty. That's yeah, I believe in that as well. I always try and better myself. But yeah, if you don't see improvements in yourself, then you'll just sort of stagnate and you'll become. For example, for example, like gym, like health, like. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like, that's obviously a big one. Um, you know, you could link it to financial means as well. But I don't think, maybe maybe you can link it to happiness. You know, can you? I guess you can always improve your happiness. Yeah. Right, right. You can always find. I don't. Maybe you can't. I can't use the word always. You can. I think it comes to a point in life where your happiness, you're you're just so like happy of life that you can't even go higher without like your base level of happiness hits a point. You know what I mean? And so once it hits that point, you need other objects or other things like money and like you know drugs, alcohol to boost that even higher. I I think your base level of happiness it can only be a hundred percent. And then anything after that is, you know, obviously added on with other things. I don't necessarily think that if if you're a hundred percent, then you then alcohol or drugs will help you. Okay, maybe a hundred percent is a a bad one, but I don't think. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because, like I was saying earlier, I'm happy right now. But if I if I drank some alcohol and went out with some friends, I'd be even happier. So how yeah, do but I? You're not at hundred percent. So that's okay. So I'm not hundred percent. Let's say eighty percent then. Sure, maybe. All right. <laughs> oh, maybe. maybe. You don't know. Yeah, you, like I, that, okay. it's Percent- all sort of circumstantial, really, isn't it? Yeah, percentages are a bad idea then, but you, you get my point. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, I, I agree that drugs, alcohol, you know, that stuff, it can, it, can, it can make you happy. We agree on that. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think it's going to take you above and beyond what you can achieve without it. So you don't think? So you think? Well, I you... fully believe that people can achieve, like, you know, because there's happiness is is not like a measurable thing. You can't say, yeah. you know, I'm a hundred percent happiness. You don't know. It's not how it works. So, but I agree that someone could probably be the happiest that they've ever felt without any use of alcohol or drugs. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. there is no base level so i want to be 80 percent or 80 and still trying to do more and more of and to be more of a person so he's saying there's similar to what you're saying then there's no base level is he's always trying to improve his base level as it as it's infinite he's always trying to improve his happiness 
And now I'm just getting in a tongue twister because I feel like we're just going round and round in circles. Yeah, it's just messing my head. <laughs> we agree to disagree. Like I think I get I get what you're saying, Jack, but at the same time, it's it's still at the same time it's a little bit confusing because I feel like discontent and being happy just cancels each other out. I kind of get what you're saying, and I kind of don't. And I, yeah, yeah, I, I watched that recently the other day. I linked it to uh, Finn as well. Actually, not the other day. It's like the other month. I understand your concept of like not being like not settling, right? Not settling where you are. Yeah. Like being happy that you are where you are, but not settling for it. I think that might be what you're trying to say is that you're not going to like stay there and try and maintain that. You just want to keep going higher, which I understand, you know, I think that's good. He's not settling for, he basically says he wants to be the better person he was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Obviously, I think everyone should try and do that. Okay. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Is that discontent though? Probably... No. Probably not, no, right? If you're like satisfied with where you are, but not like no, not satisfied, sorry, like you're you acknowledge that you you're proud of where you are. You're not like gonna stop. Yeah, like same. you yeah, can, that's not you recognise where you are and no, you're proud. But you're not discontent. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just yeah, it's just ambition. Just being ambitious. High, like you said, high drive, like a big drive to improve. Yeah. As a human. Yeah. I like that. But if we link it back fully to the start again, just one more time. So how do you define a fulfilling life? And it all stemmed from, you know, listening to the drill. Do you think those... Do you think as rappers... We don't know yet, but do you think as rappers will hit an age and then... They'll just completely stop. Like for example, we've seen Drake. And he still goes to parties and stuff. But do you think there's an age? Do you think it's like an age thing where they hit an age, and it just they sort of say, "Oh, what's the point of this?" and they stop. Or do you think that whole lifestyle has just consumed them, and it just it's an I endless don't think cycle? Necessarily, you see, I think you see some artists. So there's like more mature artists in the field. Like I feel like people like so if you can build up someone like Gigs, right? Yeah. And they've been in the grime game for like a long time. I feel like nowadays he's a lot more appreciative of the art and that what that means to him. But obviously it means a lot to him, otherwise he wouldn't still be in the game. But yeah. I just like from what from what you can tell, like he's more about he's just less about that party lifestyle now and more about other things. He just places value in other things. If you look at a lot of his like newer songs or whatever or like stuff like the books like interviews or whatever i feel like just, yeah and i think that's true with a lot of a lot of other people as well you can you can come out of the lifestyle the other side and, and like completely change your perspective like, i don't think they're gonna just give up the whole the whole thing but they might give up the party lifestyle they might be like i think there's a point you know it's like it's like uni you get to the end of it you're like okay that was fun but now it's time to get serious i think the same happen- thing would happen it's almost like maturity, like you get. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You're going for it's it's th- it's that passage between like teenage being a teenager and being an adult. You come out the other side and you're like, fully got. 
Yeah. But at the same time, you said, so you, you gave us an example of Giggs. Giggs, isn't he over 30 as well? Yeah. So it, it's almost like it is, there must be an age thing, right? Well, yeah, no, of course it is. Okay. But then, the, uh, do you know, with age, with age generally, the general trend, because, you know, there's outliers, but generally with age comes maturity. So do you think that is, is it the maturity that stops that party life? Is it, is it, is it literally yeah. just becoming mature and yeah. you're like, right, what's the point of this? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't know how it would be anything else. Like it's the same thing coming out of uni. No, like, I think you're right. Yeah. I oh, think it is maturity. No, yeah. It's not, it's not feasible to do this. I need to get a job. I need an income. I need a place. Maturity. It's just sort of like realizing that you can't sort of mess around and do what you want all the time. That's the whole point. That's, I think that's maturity in a nutshell, taking responsibility. Response. Yeah, it's the best word. Taking responsibility of of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And being responsible for yourself. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. Instead of just depending on someone's like, because you know, there's still students. There's still people who need to get there. But I know people who go through weeks and weeks uh, and party, spend spend X amount on drink, come home, order new shoes, whatever. You know what I mean? Like people just they're just buying all this shit. Even though they're a student, and then. They they've still not sort of like quite clicked with it because they go back to mum and dad and they ask for more money. Mm. And like, and I'm not trying to like get on my high horse. No, no, I'm no. I'm just trying but... to. I'm just trying to give an. I'm just trying to give an example. Yeah. But like personally, that sort of thing would like now. That's something I feel like I'm. I've, I've matured a lot as a person over the last couple of years, especially. Yeah. Like in first year, I think I was still quite immature, but second, like especially now, like coming towards the end of my third year of uni, I think it's just sort of like hit you a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I would never sort of do that kind of thing because I'm like, I nah, be, yeah, I yeah, be I agree. Responsible for my, I, I want to be responsible for my own mistakes. You know, you want to own your own mistake. Accountability. I'd rather, yeah. yeah, I'd rather make a mistake and sort of like put my hands up and deal with it myself then be like okay let's go back to mum and dad and try and get some help and just get bailed out of it and learn nothing from it yeah i mean you learn that mum and dad that's, are still there that's the, that's the thing that's the whole that's i think that's just the important aspect because obviously your parents are kind of like your main link of people to rely on yeah and then obviously if you're becoming mature you're relying on yourself and you're becoming self-sufficient and being responsible for yourself so you kind of got to like cut them off in a way it's like the bird leaving the nest like exactly but like you know first you know that there's just there's people that are still really dependent i know so many people that are still so dependent and i don't I, honestly to me right now like now it like in first year i would understand it because i would still get like homesick and stuff or whatever like I, I made myself not go home like too much or too early because i was like nah come on this is all part of it and i'm glad i did because now I can't imagine it like being so dependent on it, and I'm glad I'm not. Because I think it's I think it's a crutch. Yeah, I think it's good to be close to your family. Yeah, but I think that you need to sort of like, you know, we're we're twenty we're twenty one now, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get a grip. <laughs> not <laughs> Bro. get a grip. Oh shit! No, that's, no, that's no I know. I agree. Though. No, but I agree. No, like, no, no. not. I don't mean get a grip. Though. That's too harsh. I mean, <laughs> you just like you just need to like. Um, be responsible take take control of your own life take things into your own hands and do what you want 
but take responsibility for it and face the repercussions if there are any. Yeah, I agree. I just, I just think, and and I just I think that um, I just think it's unhealthy to rely on other people, not even your parents, anyone. Like relying on friends for key decisions it will end up hurting you in the long run because then you'll you'll start doubting yourself and you if you make these if you make these errors early on you can learn from them and they have less of like an impact on your life so like now bad decisions in uni they have less of an impact but if you make bad decisions when you're like 27 26 27 and you're you're in the middle of the job market you know that can really come around to bite you in the ass yeah so if you get if you if you like if you stop relying on others and you start relying on yourself now i think you can grow a lot stronger a lot earlier 100 percent, yeah and that is the way to a fulfilling life i think there's nothing better than looking back and seeing like so it's 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 like that idea of artists like the feeling of painting something yourself completely from scratch, finishing it and being like, look what I've done. Yeah, yeah. Being able to do that, but with life decisions and with experiences is really fulfilling. Fair point. And I think maturity is a key to that. So, yeah. That's well said, bro. That's well said. I think you said <laughs> that up nicely. I think just from, from my experience, I agree. I think that I'd say I'm quite mature. Obviously, I'm still living at home. But at the same time, I think it's extremely hard to move out of my house, or out of house, in my area, anyways. Obviously, I could move somewhere else, but it wouldn't make sense financially, and also job-wise and family-wise, wouldn't make sense right now to just move somewhere until I'm a little bit more um, in a financially better space. But I, you know, I don't rely on my parents for anything, but a house over my head. You know, I pay for everything. I give them money. I don't ask for any money. You know, I do my own stuff over here. You know, I do my own expenses. I do all that. The only thing I'm reliant on is at, at least is, is food and house as in terms of like cooking. Like I cook sometimes, but you know, if, if, if they're obviously, if they're cooking dinner, I'm going to be served dinner as well. It's a bit rude if I'm not. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I think you're right. It's, that's like the best way to describe a fulfilling life. You're, you're not dependent on anyone else but yourself. You're, you're fulfilled in terms of in terms you, of you that. bring yourself your own satisfaction yeah exactly yeah just just enjoy the fruits of your own labor that's the best word yeah feel piggy there's no worse feeling than completing a massive like so completing a massive project but knowing that you only got there because of someone else i can't do that i can do that i know it hurts that would, hurts. That would sting it feels like you cheat yourself yeah, it's literally cheating. It's a mistake I've made before. I've made that as well, yeah, of course. I think everyone has. You I learn from it. Was, you know, you, I'm sure we were both will still make that mistake, but yeah. it's it's easy to do and it stings and it's a really good lesson. Yeah. I mean, it's it's only a good lesson if you learn from it. If you keep making the yeah. same mistake, it's not really a lesson. It's you're yeah, just no, making a mistake. No. I agree. Yep. So people out there got a live a fulfilling life use those mistakes as lessons don't don't you keep don't make... have to live a... you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah that's true you want, if, not like you advice you want to live a fulfilling life <laughs> you know and then maybe taking responsibility is a good step but who are we to say 
That's true, we're still pretty young. This is literally subjective as fuck. So, do what you want. <laughs> I think it's subjective as fuck to a little point. Or to a point. I still think there is some yeah, base no. level... No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I also agree. But maybe that's yep. just the Western world. We don't know about other cultures. For sure. Yeah, it would differ a lot. Well, I'm happy with that one. Mm. You got anything else to say? No, I'm I'm very happy, very content. Yeah, uh, I said all I <laughs> you're not discontent, are you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay.